What's up, everyone? It's the Love, the Jam, the podcast. I'm Chapan, coming to you as always with Rob. How you doing, Rob? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm getting over a cold here. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. The, the Clippers have looked real good the past few games, and uh, they just came off probably their best win of the season, I'd say, tonight. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, this was a great win. Um, so the Clippers today... It's kind of a, it's kind of almost bittersweet because we've been losing players left and right, which we'll talk about in a bit. But the Clippers had one of their best wins of the season, maybe even maybe top two or three, one twelve to ninety two against the Toronto Raptors in Toronto. Um, just really quality performances across the board. Even Paul George, who didn't have a good game, still made some shots in that fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, or so made some plays, some nice assists, a nice pass to Mo Harkless. Mo Harkless is is like one of my yeah, favorite clippers man good. I, <laughs> he yeah. was so good today yeah um he's been good all season i mean this is his best game of the season i think but um yeah i don't know uh why the blazers wanted to trade him or or let him go i mean i think he's improved he did miss all of his threes he had a couple bad turnovers but his defense his rebounding his cutting uh he's really good and it would be nice if he was a better shooter, um, but his ability to make smart cuts fits perfectly um, with George and Leonard when they get doubled and he can just cut to the rim. He's wide open. And his ability to play defense and switch with those guys just makes for a terrifying uh, defensive perimeter. Uh, Mo Harkless is really good. He, um, yeah, I mean, getting him along with a first-round pick this summer for nothing is absolutely insane. So, Mo Harkless, I mean, it kind of meant, uh, merits just chatting about it a little bit. Mo Harkless is still shooting, you know, pretty well, 48% from the field. Of course, most of his shots are either threes or dunks. He still shoots about 36.6% from three, which I kind of just re-looked, uh, looked at recently. He's been shooting a lot better from three. Um, and just, he's not shooting well from the line. Hopefully, that'll pick up a little bit, but he barely gets to the line, so it doesn't really matter that much. Average is like a block, a steal, just smart defender, super long, can switch with Kawhi and Paul George in an instant. Often, it feels like he often gets the hardest assignment if there's a, if there's like a, if there's a swing player that needs to be guarded. And I don't know. He's become just one of my favorite Clippers. I've enjoyed the hell out of watching him. I love watching him defend people. I love watching him get to spots. I love his cuts. He makes strong cuts, ducks, dunks the ball. Just a heady player. Um, you know, he, he was, you know, one of the better players that we had today. Kawhi Leonard had a very efficient game, 8 of 14 from the field, 23 points, uh, five boards, six assists, and just a very calculated game from Kawhi, um, played well defensively, uh, and really everybody played well. Zubat played well, Beverly played well, um, Montrez didn't really show much offensively particularly, but has some nice passes. Yep, yep. Uh, Pat Patterson was a very solid uh, plus today, 11-7. and seven. Um, And Lou Williams was, uh, you know, 18-8-6. Really still, you know, I still – I feel like recently with the lack of Magruder um, off our bench and the fact that Mann and Rome have played a lot with Lou, it's kind of heightened a lot of my frustrations with him defensively, the second unit. Um, and it's, it's – I think – I feel like the last game particularly – 
no, was it maybe the Wizards game with that with that dude off the bench? What was it Brown? I think was his name. Troy Brown, yeah. Troy Brown was just destroying all of our guards, and it was super frustrating. Lou was included in that, but uh, Rome and Man were also included in that. And I feel like it's heightened some of his deficiencies, made our bench much weaker, um, and we'll talk about that in a second. But Lou was a very efficient um, player today on offense and had some great assists, and really just a great game. Where does this kind of rank in your in your games of the year? I mean, I think this is this is pretty high up there. If not the best, it's certainly like a top three game. Um, you know, it wasn't close, so it didn't have any of the drama of like the Rockets game or the Celtics game. But the Raptors are really good. Um, you know, it was on the road, and the Clippers have struggled on the road this year. And it was emotional for different reasons because the Kawhi stuff was on national TV, and. It was, it was pretty fun. I mean, there were points where the Clippers did not look particularly good. Um, you know, like you mentioned, they still had some kind of sloppy turnovers. Uh, their transition offense is just a disaster. Um, and it's really unclear as to why. Uh, but it seems like they never convert in transition. Um, but, you know, overall, it was, it was a very solid win. Um, you know, I thought this was, you know, a very, very nice performance from up and down the roster. Really just one exception. And um, even that exception didn't play all that much. Uh, I'm talking about Jerome Robinson. Oh, my gosh. Uh, pretty brutal again today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's good to see really most players on the Clippers playing well. Lou has been struggling recently, like you mentioned, not just defensively but offensively. We always knew the offense would come around. Um and it, it did today. Um, he was really, really good. The passing with Montres Harrell is incredible, considering how poor a passer he was just two years ago. I mean, nobody's going to mistake him for Luka Doncic or, you know, Steve Nash, but he can make very nice reads out of the short pick and roll, and that's all that the Clippers really require of him. Um, Zubox continues to just be really, really good in limited minutes. And, yeah, I mean, I think the Clippers are looking pretty sharp right now. The Bucks loss, which we'll discuss later, um, aside, I mean, they've mostly been really good over the past several weeks. Um, yep, yep. It's really just the Bucks loss, and you can write the Spurs game off as just an off night. Um, so really, I mean, outside of those two games, you, you have to go back a month before their last loss. So, I mean, yeah, they've been great. Really, since Paul George came back, they've been great. Yeah, the Clippers are kind of rolling, and – this was just a, a fun game. We might as well touch on it a bit. The Kawhi ring ceremony and the whole presentation was was pretty sweet. The video was awesome. They did the retracing of his steps, hitting that shot in the video. It, it was um, it was pretty cool. It's cool to see a guy get such a warm welcome. I, I watched the ESPN crew, who were really good today, by the way. Um, it was Richard Jefferson, Doris Burke, and uh, I forget the I forget the play by play guy and Mark Jones, who does a good job kind of stepping back. And Doris Burke is fantastic, as everybody knows. And Richard Jefferson did a really good job too. This was actually a, a pretty fun. Um, I love 
Richard Jefferson a lot. Yeah, he's very good. Really good at keeping things light. Also smart. Just like makes insightful. He's kind of like a fun version of Chauncey, <laughs> where Chauncey is yes. super boring <laughs> at times, and but makes really insightful comments and really benefits from being a recent NBA, a recent elite NBA player. Jefferson does that, but he has really good humor. You know, he has kind of the fun of McGetty mixed with uh, with the insight of Chauncey. Not to just make this all about the Clippers, but he was very good. And this is a great pot. It was a great simulcast. Doris Burke had this really great, um, subtle uh, Lou Williams jab where I think Siakam just ran right by Lou Williams. And then he, she was like, you know, uh, Luke did what he could and then slowly got to the point where, where the, he, she was like, well, do you think it's going to be an issue all season that Lou Williams will get completely zeroed in on? And they had a nice little conversation about it. Just a seamless crew. I really enjoyed watching them today. Um, but yeah. yeah, Jefferson made a point about how seamlessly uh, Kawhi was welcomed back to Toronto. Lou Williams even had a video. I think Kevin Gelly even had a video. Yeah, Kevin Gelly is Canadian. <laughs> right. Um, which is hilarious. It's actually really funny they did one for Lou and not Pat Patterson because Patterson was there for a lot longer. And it was good. And, and yeah, he was really good for the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, I'm rap- uh, Lou did win the sixth man of the year. Lou deserves it. Yeah. And he, ha- he had a bigger cultural impact. He had the Drake song and everything. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really funny. I mean, I thought it was really classy of the Raptors. Uh, Doc Rivers actually just said, um, Yovan Bua tweeted it out, um, that it was probably the best one that he's seen in his NBA career as a player and a coach in terms of like tribute video, um, which wow. is pretty incredible. I yeah. mean, certainly one of the best that I've seen. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it was great of the Raptors to do that. Um, you know, the, the production was high quality. It was, it was very emotional. And the place sounded absolutely super, super yeah. loud. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it seemed like a really good atmosphere. I wish the game had been, you know, somewhat more competitive. Not me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't miss the cardiac clippers by any yeah. means. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it would have been cool if it was, it was a little closer. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was just a fun game. Um, you know, the Clippers' defense – when they lock in, can look really scary. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing that I think needs to happen more consistently. Like, offense will always, to some extent, come and go. Because there will always be off-shooting nights. There will always be nights where you're not kind of in rhythm. But defense is something that you can kind of hang your hat on every single night. And the Clippers really need that because that also leads to getting out in transition. Um, and even though they're awful in transition right now, um, you know, it's still generally better than scoring in the half court. So, um, yeah, I, their defense for most of tonight was really, really good. And um, when they have Harkless, George, Leonard out there, I mean, really Oof. just the starting lineup is, yeah. is very good defensively. Um, and, yeah, I, they're, they're really fun to watch. I think the past few weeks, in addition to them being better, they've also kind of um, – yep been more entertaining to watch as well which is yep. good we we talk about the switchability of the clippers all the time uh but what's your what's your take on the zone these last couple of games you know i actually like the zone as just an option to throw at teams because it does throw teams off i mean zone always seems to upset the clippers yeah the heat specifically specifically last year yeah the zone worked 
ridiculously well against them last year. It was so frustrating. Yeah. But NBA teams are so unused to seeing zone, it just completely throws them off. So I really like it. I mean, I would hate it if they ran it a lot, but just doing it for a few minute stretches here or there, like tonight, it, it really turned the game around in the third quarter. It really did, yeah. And, I mean, I don't really have too much to say about this game. I thought Kawhi was very efficient. I thought the whole team just was very good. I didn't really feel like anybody really stood out insanely um, uh, a lot. I thought Harkless was almost just as good as Kawhi. Yes. And uh, that's really awesome. Paul George wasn't particularly good, but he still hit some nice shots and made some nice contributions. Uh, Jerome Robinson is really bad. Like, he can't – I think I read that he's missed 13 threes in a row. Yes, after today's game, he is – because I did a stat on this for the preview. He had missed 10 coming into tonight. Damn. And I believe he was 0 of 3 tonight. Yes, Jeez. He's, he's 0 for his last 13. Wow. I mean, this guy was supposed to be a scorer and a shooter. He's supposed to have a pure shot. I, I mean, it's unfortunate because I felt like Jerome and your last article talks about this a bit. Jerome's made strides in other fields, but he can't hit anything. Like, yeah. how can we trust this guy? He's supposed to be a scorer. It's a big issue. I mean, I really do think like his defense has improved a lot. Um, I think he's a better rebounder this year. I think his ball handling has improved somewhat. But in the end, it doesn't really matter if he can't shoot. Um, none of it, it matters. It really like, doesn't. If he can shoot, then it does make a huge difference. Um, but if he can't, it doesn't matter. Because um, if he can't shoot, he's not an NBA player no matter what. So, you know, it's, it's really tough to watch right now. Um, it's, it's really, bad. really tough. Like, I've never thought that that was a good pick. Um, you know, ever. Um, and nothing I've seen has ever really made me believe in Jerome, but it's still tough to watch. I mean, this is a guy who they drafted in the lottery just a year ago. He can't hit a shot. Um, you know, there was one play he had Serge Ibaka um, on a switch out on the perimeter with like eight seconds left. And that's generally, you know, if you're a guard, that's your opportunity to like take a big man, like either clear some space for a jumper, try to get to the rim. And he just passed the ball off to Patrick Patterson. You know, yeah. it's Patrick Patterson. Um, so it's it's really tough, man. Like, I'm rooting for him. Like, I do think he's made strides this year. He looks more comfortable in general on the court. There are flashes. But those shots just need to go in. You know, one way or another, they need to go in. We unfortunately might be seeing more of Jerome because Patrick Beverly – got a concussion today off a moving screen from Marcus all and uh, Derek Walton jr. Who's going to have a little bit more time on this podcast uh, hurt his hamstring. So yeah, both good. guys, both guys are probably not going to be available at least for the next game. And it seems like Terrence Mann and Jerome Robinson will have their names called. So the Clippers are, have a ton of injuries right now to a lot of role players for so Michael green. Uh, came back very briefly a couple of games ago, but did not look right. So he's day to day. Patrick Beverly got a concussion today. Derek Walton Jr. hurt his hamstrings. Landry Shamet um, has an ankle injury. Uh, Roddy Magruder sounds like he's coming back from his own hamstring injury. Sounds like it's going to be Friday. But yeah, we've Friday. we've lost virtually almost all of our guards outside of Lou Williams, and it's uh, and of course Jerome and Terrence Mann. It's getting kind of rough. Like I, I don't know what this rotation is going to be this next game. Cause we only have pretty much one real ball handler in Lou, like that you can really depend on. 
uh, that's not just like gaping elsewhere. I mean, Derek Walton Jr. really carved a nice niche over the last few games. Yeah, and I mean, I'm as big a Derek Walton Jr. fan as you can find on it's the true. internet, probably. <laughs> and uh, he should not be playing a big role on a title contending team. No, <laughs> no. Um, no. You know, he is a perfectly fine guy to give like 10 minutes to a game because um, he won't screw up and he will hit open shots and play competent defense. Um, which really you can't ask for much more from like an end of the bench guy. Um, and certainly I would much rather have him playing than Jerome Robinson. Like again, right. not to pile on Jerome too much. Before I knew that Walton had the injury and I saw Doc putting Jerome in, in the third and fourth quarter today, I was Everyone like, was why confused. is he playing over Walton? <laughs> me, um, me, you and Lucas were just all texting each other in anger. It was pretty yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, why is he playing over Walton? Uh, but Walton did pick up the injury. Um, yeah, I mean, Walton's just competent. You know, he is too small and too unathletic to really have that much of a role in the NBA, but he can handle the ball. Um, you know, he can make plays, he can shoot, he can play defense. And yeah, I mean, he's an NBA player. And right now, I just, I don't think Jerome Robinson is if he's not hitting shots. And t- to be honest, Terrence Mann is not either right now. And I love yeah. Terrence Mann. I think yeah, he's yeah. a great draft pick. Um, and I do like what the Clippers are doing developmentally with him. Um, but his inability to shoot right now is just, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Jerome Robinson is shooting and he's shooting bricks. Terrence Mann is not shooting at all. And both of those are problems. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Derek Walton being injured is like a legitimate issue, which is not good. Uh, as for the rotations, I'm guessing Lou Williams, if both those guys are out, uh, I'm guessing Lou Williams will start. Um, and I'm guessing Mann will be the backup point guard and both Robinson and Magruder will get some minutes um, at the two and the three. Um, But really, I mean, I hope Doc just staggers Kawhi and Paul George because there is no reason there should be lineups with any one of those two or Lou that's not on the court. Like if they run a lineup out there without Lou, PG or Kawhi on Friday, I just, I don't even know. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, things are getting really thin right now. Like, really, yeah. really thin. Um, they are. And we're guessing, we're guessing Kawhi will play Friday and probably miss the Bulls game. I would guess so. Um, yeah, I, I would think so. I mean, the Bulls are, are garbage. They're really bad. The, goals, <laughs> the Bulls are trash. The Clippers can hopefully beat them even without Kawhi. I mean, the, the Clippers had one of the worst wins I've ever seen in my life last year in Chicago. Oh yeah, that was that's <laughs> yeah. that a Lou Williams triple double game, right? I think that I think that was the one. Yeah, that's right. Pat Beverly with the crossover and the and the floater to close the game. But yeah, that was a that was a really really garbage game. <laughs> God, yeah, yeah. So hopefully they don't repeat that. But yeah, the Timberwolves are scrappy. They're playing pretty well. So I would assume that we would run our guys against them and and uh, give Kawhi the night off against Chicago. Uh, yeah, I mean it's getting bad. I don't really know. It sounds like Shamit you know, probably won't be back on this trip. I, I don't I don't think so. And um, if Magruder comes back on Friday, even Magruder, I'm surprised, is coming back after watching that hamstring injury. But if Magruder does come back Friday, you know, it's one more guard. Um, and hopefully, you know, Pat could be back on Saturday, if not Saturday, then, uh, then Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, the um, good news with a concussion is they're usually not super long-lasting right. injuries. Um, and they're very serious. But especially for guys like, you know, basketball players probably don't have too many concussions. 
Right. Um, it's not like a football player where it might be like a fifth concussion and you have to take huge care and them coming back. I mean, if this is Pat's first or second, you know, they want to be precautious, but he shouldn't be out for more than like a couple of games. Right. There's a huge protocol in medicine for, for people, for, for bringing people back from concussions. It's almost crazy how quickly basketball players come back from them. Um, I know as a, as a doctor, uh, but it's, it's, uh, I'm guessing that if he's not back Saturday, he'll be back on Tuesday and it might be good, honestly, to get Pat some rest. Hopefully we don't suffer. We don't suffer for it in the standings. So this was a great game. Um, another great game was anything else about this game, Rob? I mean, this was a great game. The Raptors are a quality team. I love watching them. I love them from top to bottom. They really miss Van Fleet today. Yeah, they, they really need Van Fleet. Um, yeah, I mean, they they were not particularly good today. I mean, a lot of that was the Clippers' defense, um, but they were pretty rough outside of Ananobi and uh, Siakam and then some of Lowry. Like, uh, Ibaka didn't really do too much. Uh, Norman Powell scored, but he really doesn't do anything else on the court. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they need Van Vliet's defense. They need his shooting. His play. They just need Van Vliet. Um, they really need his shooting almost more than anything because yeah. Lowry, Lowry was pretty much shut down today. And Gasol is good, but he's not really going to be, you know, he initiates offense, but he's not what he was. And Siakam was decent too, but he was kind of slow when he picked up a little bit around that third quarter. They really needed uh, Van Fleet shooting. Van Fleet is a really nice guard. So uh, they missed him a lot today. So we got very lucky on that end. Um, just just a fun team. I, I really like Boucher. I know he's kind of a project for them still, but I, I'm going to be, he almost reminds me of what, um, everyone wanted that. Pro- what was that prospect's name? Um, that long prospect's name on the Bucks. I'm forgetting his name. Uh, that came. Bon? Uh, no, uh, I'm trying to. That came was that came after Giannis. He was also uh, a foreign draft pick. I'm forgetting his name. He's super tall, super long. Yeah, Thon Maker. Oh, yeah, Th- oh Thon Maker. Maker. Yeah, yeah. Thon. Yeah. yeah, he he reminds me of what everybody thinks Thon Maker would have been, but is not. And uh, Boucher kind of reminds me of Thon Maker a little bit. Yeah, Boucher is awesome, except um, better, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this was a good win. Um, yeah, the Pacers win was also really good. Uh, outside of the you know fourth quarter collapse, um, which was kind of scary, but Paul George in that game was just incendiary. Um, yeah. Just so good. Uh, Harkless, that game also, 14 rebounds. Really stepped up there. Um, Probably Harkless's two best games these last two games. I would say so. He looks really, really, really good right now. And, um, I mean, the Pacers are also a very good team. They are. Uh, The Celtics in a massive fourth quarter comeback tonight. Um, That was a really good win. And, you know, this road trip after that kind of disaster start against the Bucks is shaping up to be pretty good. Um, so hopefully the Clippers are quieting all the naysayers about them not performing on the road. Um, Trez was in his bag against the Pacers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is interesting because, you know, they have big guys like Sabonis and Turner and right. Trez sometimes struggles against them. But neither of them really has the size. I mean, they have the height. Um but they don't have like the Hulk that can right. really s- prevent him from bullying. Which which Gasol kind of has and kind of showed right. a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he's at his best when he's just able to bully guys with strength, and he could do that to both Sabonis and Turner. 
Yeah, I mean, Troz, when Trozen isn't his back, I mean, there aren't many more entertaining players to watch. In the that, right, that right-to-left crossover is becoming like a once-a-game thing now. Oh, yeah, that move on, on – um, was that on Turner? Uh, he had that move on – was it Turner? Yeah, I think I think it was Turner. Oh no, that was in the Wizards game. That was on no, Mahimi, right? You're yeah. right. Mahimi, Mahimi got worked on that. Yeah. I, I, I want to make sure. I'm going to take a look at their their roster because I feel like I remembered it pretty well. Was it Mahimi? Yeah, it was Mahimi. Yeah, you're right. It was Mahimi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the Pacers game was really good. Um, Paul George was hitting all sorts of crazy shots. The Pacers yeah. had no answer for him. Um, it was three point shooting. I knew it was really good, but it's even better than I thought. And yep. um, he's one of the best shooters in the NBA. It's really, it's really just that's that's pretty much it. He's shooting. He didn't shoot well today. He didn't shoot well against that, that uh, in that Spurs game. But he's shooting well over forty percent from three. Right? He's just uh, totally killing it. <laughs> yeah, well, taking like ten a game. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. And he's just playing really well. Paul George is just as good as I would have imagined. I miss Shea, but I'm not talking about that deal anymore because Paul George is like a top 10 player, uh, top five when he's really probably like a top eight player. And uh, he's healthy. And yeah. if we win a championship with this team, I'll never look back at that trade. And I'm still already not looking back at that trade. As much as I love Shea, he's regressed a little bit and he's still a work in progress. Um, yeah, I mean, he, Shea is, yeah. he was always going to cool down after that hot start. Um, you know, he has. He's been pretty ice cold the past 10 games or so. Yeah. Um, you know, he's still doing winning plays, getting to the free throw line, taking lots of threes. It's still, he's still really fun to watch. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's nowhere near as good as Paul George is now. He, quite honestly, probably will never be as good as Paul George. Um, you know, I love Shea. I think he's going to be really good. I think he's got a really nice career. You know, I don't think he's ever probably going to be like a top 10 NBA player. He could be. Like, I wouldn't bet against it. But, um, you know, that's a really lofty position. And, you know, most players obviously never get there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think the Clippers always were going to make that deal. They always should have made that deal. And, yeah, I mean, it, it really hurt to lose Shea, and it still does. But, you know, George is fantastic. And, uh he and Kawhi both seem like they really want to be here, which is what all fans say about, you know, the superstars that they get. Uh, it's what Celtics fans were saying about Kyrie all the way up until, like, the middle of last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's been really fun to watch him. And the turning point in this season so far is when he came back. Um, yeah. Because they're 12-3 and three with him in the lineup, which means they were 5-4 and four before that. Um, Pretty crazy. Yeah, and of those losses, you know, one of them was just this really awful blowout by the Bucks, and then you have just a really bad shooting loss to the Spurs, and then um, that kind of inexcusable loss to the Pelicans, but that was his first game back, um, and that was also without Kawhi, so, you know, kind of unique circumstances. Yeah. Uh, Pat was nice this game too, 11, 12, and 5. Yep. Um, Pat has been heating up lately. He has been. He's been He's been great from three too, shooting like 45, 40, 40 to 45% or so from three over the last 12, 11 games or so. Um, and just uh, – I didn't see the first half of this game because it's a local game and we can't get local games – uh, on League Pass until three days after they're done. It's ridiculous. Um, but I didn't see the Zubat 
um, Trez combo. What are your takes on that? I like it in the right doses. I mean, I think the Pacers were a good opponent to play against because they play big a lot. Um, so I think that was a good situation to use them in. I think, you know, when they're really thin, like they are right now, you need to play your good players as much as possible, even if the fit is a little awkward. Like, I'd rather play Trez and Zoo together and give Zoo 25 minutes if it means, you know, maybe playing a bit bigger and therefore reducing, you know, Jerome Robinson and Terrence Mann minutes. Yeah. So you wouldn't necessarily think that playing Zubox would lead to less minutes for those guys, but if you play him at center and Trez at four, you can shift – you know, Harkless down to small forward, which means maybe Magruder shooting guard, which means one of Man or, or Robinson doesn't need to be on the court. Stuff yeah. like that. Um, you know, and i just much rather Zubats play than either of those guys. He's so much better than either of them, or Derek Walton for that matter. Um, yeah. You know, he's just a much, much better NBA player, and he should be getting more minutes. Like, I mean, he played 16 minutes tonight against the Raptors. He was really good. He was. Um, I understand why he doesn't play more because Trez is also extremely good. Um, but like at some point you want to play your best guys more minutes. And I, I think zoo does deserve more. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Derek Walton jr. That wizards game will forever be known as the Derek Walton jr. <laughs> game. Seven points. Um, this, his stats really don't do, do justice. Seven points assists, a rebound, a, uh, a really nice, end of shot clock layup that kind of got yeah. him going a little bit in the second half and a nice three-pointer uh just played well just uh smart smart defense knows how to move his feet i think you've compared him to pat a poor man's pat beverly a few times and it feels fairly fairly accurate um probably a little bit better of a ball handler playmaker than pat but lots of very similar um bulldog type of mentality for uh, Derek Wong Jr. I'm going to let you talk about him for the next half hour, so you can go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good to just cut me off. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I could probably. Uh, I, Derek Wong is a, is a Michigan legend of sorts. Um, you know, they didn't win a national championship um, while he was there, but they did make it to the championship game. Wait, was that when he was there? I get my Michigan years confused. Um, actually, no, I think it was the year – Anyway, uh, right, he right. won a lot of games when he was at the University of Michigan, um, and he made a lot of assists. He had a lot of threes. Um, just is high up in the record books in a lot of Michigan stats. And, yeah, I mean, I could have predicted that he would have, like, the exact kind of, you know, NBA performance that he's had because that's the kind of player he is. You know, he's just very competent at a lot of things. Again, He's too small and too unathletic to really ever be, you know, a truly, you know, standout NBA player. But, you know, he has a lot of really plus skills, and uh, he showed that. And, yeah, I mean, he should definitely be playing over Mann and Robinson when he's healthy. Um, Absolutely. Um, Because he's just way steadier than they are. And, like, those guys can do things that Walton absolutely cannot, but – Walton also will make way fewer boneheaded mistakes than either of those guys. And the Clippers could use that a lot more. Um, so yeah, it was, I'm really glad um, Doc gave him a shot. I think it was Lucas actually who tweeted that game. Like, you know, there's no reason at this point to not give him a call. Cause it was like man and Robinson were awful in that second quarter, just 
atrocious. They were they were really bad that second yeah. quarter. Yeah, I mean the Clippers bench has been losing a lot lately. And they have been. Those two guys are a big reason why. I mean, like you said, Lou has struggled to on both ends of the court. Um, you know, the loss in Magruder and Jamichael Green has been costly. But I mean, those two guys, you know, they need to be better. And man, you know, he's a rookie. Um, he's a second round rookie, like you know, he needs some time. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been disappointing. Um, Jerome has been disappointing. Uh, don't want to keep talking yeah. about Jerome. Um, but yeah, yeah, good for Derek Walton. He really helped them in that game. Um, the Wizards are singularly awful defensively. They are truly um, incredible to watch. And Davis Bertans is will, one of the will, most. Am- will he get a max contract? This guy is a beast. <laughs> uh, one of the most amazing play- NBA players I've what, ever seen. What a what a trick this guy is, man! That guy, he is really good. Is he? A- How much is he averaging? Because I know he blitzed the Clippers. It says sixteen points per game. He's shooting. He oh had an even gosh. better game yesterday against the Hornets. He had like nine threes. He's shooting forty-seven percent from three. He's really. He's really good, and I didn't realize he's such a quick release. And he's just, yeah. I wish we had a player like that, man. What a player! What a what a fun player! He has a true Davis shooting McCons of sixty-seven point four. Man, oh my gosh, <laughs> he's just he's just a monster! Wow, this is a really yeah. impressive, and he's he's definitely impressed in his couple of Clipper games, both over twenty points, uh, both games, and like even Kawhi was guarding him, and he found ways to get loose from Kawhi, and Kawhi like slipped and. He, you can't you can't not think about it for a second. There was a nice play that was on Twitter where it just showed the gravity of like Bertans and he just pulls everybody wherever he goes. He's he's like a like a big JJ Reddick or something. He's he's uh he's he's awesome. He's, he's real good. Yeah. Yeah. Um fun player. Yeah, the Wizards game was was a pretty solid win. You know, the Wizards are not very good, but their offense is really good. Um it is. So, you know, winning that game on the road um, was nice. They did a good job on Beal, I thought. And um, Ish Smith yeah. hit a couple of three-pointers like early in this game, and I was like, what's going on? But luckily that didn't continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, just getting over a cold. Um, yeah, no, the, the Wizards game was nice. I mean, obviously not as good as the Pacers or Raptors. But really, in the NBA, any road win is a good win. Um, winning on the road is tough. And uh, before the Wizards game was that Bucks game, which we mentioned a few times. I know you yeah. didn't actually watch it the night of. Did you watch it after that? No. <laughs> I, 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 I admit I didn't watch this game. I watched the full highlights. I wanted to watch the game, but I couldn't pull myself to do it. It, it, was just, it just seemed like a bad loss and I haven't watched this game yet. Maybe one day in my life, <laughs> but did you end up watching this Rob? I've watched most of it. Yeah. Um, that's rough. You know, the Bucks are extremely good. They are extremely good. Um, they might be the best team in the NBA right now, just on the night to night basis. Mm-hmm. Um, they blew out some team without Giannis tonight. It's Giannis a, Pel- it's a like- Pelicans. Oh, yeah, the Pelicans stink, but still, I mean, Giannis does everything for them. He does. Um, and, well, actually, that game was still going. But, yeah, I mean, Giannis is the best pro in the NBA. Um, the rest of their team is deep and fits in super well around him. And, 
yeah, I mean, they're just really, really good. So on one hand, you know, a championship contender should like never be embarrassed like that, but it's on the road. You're playing against maybe the best team in the NBA, a team that matches up really well against you. Stuff like that happens. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do think that doesn't necessarily bode well for a potential finals matchup, but at the same time, if the Clippers make the finals, I think most fans would be so happy that at that point, like, you know. Whatever. I don't know, man. I'll be pretty sad if we lose the finals. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll be pretty happy just to get to the Western Conference finals, let alone the finals. Um, that was a bad loss. I don't really have too much to say about it. Um, I it just it just seemed rough. I didn't. I mean, I didn't watch it, so I feel like I don't have the complete liberty to talk about how badly the team played. Um, it just seems like it just seemed like this was a bad matchup for them, and I wasn't expecting them to win this game. I wasn't expecting them to get completely handled like they did, but I wasn't expecting them to win this game. So I'm not surprised Giannis played well. Um, he is the toughest cover in the league, probably. So. Yeah, I don't have too much else to say about it either, to be honest. I mean, the Bucks are really good. The Clippers had an off night. Um, you know, the Bucks defense really put the Clippers in a lot of bad situations. Uh, that was the night where I thought the Clippers' lack of practice together um, really stood out. They just yeah. did not seem to know where they were on the court. Uh, they did not really know how to execute very well, and it cost them. I thought, you know, tonight the Raptors are really, really good defensively. And the Clippers were able to get to their spots time and time again. They were all really comfortable on the court. Even, you know, George and Trez, who are misfiring, um, still looked really comfortable in the flow of the offense. So, you know, the Bucks situation, you know, one game isn't, you know, the be-all, end-all. Um, so the Bucks are 2-0 against the Clippers this year. It's fine. Um, you know, the Clippers are still getting better, and they need to get healthy. They'll be much better once they have a full complement of players. And, uh, yeah, I mean, on the whole, they look really good. Like, they're 19-7. and seven. They've done that with Kawhi load managing, with Paul George missing 11 games, Landry Shamit missing most of the season, Rodney Magruder and Jamichael Green missing time. Honestly, if you told Clippers fans all that and then said they'd be 19-7, and seven, that's pretty crazy. I don't think we have much to say about this Portland game. Pretty much the opposite feelings about the Bucks uh, pertains to the Blazers, where they're just yeah, really they're bad. Not good. The yeah, Blazers are bad. bad. It's a bad team. Yeah, Neil Olshay should be ashamed and fired for what he's New- done. Olshay should Olshay should really be fired because I be. mean he's only made one really good trade, and that kind of fell into his lap because of the whole. Um, the whole center situation in Denver. So I, I'm not – I've been pretty unimpressed with him. And, you, and you know, Clipper fans were pining for Olshay after all the penny-pinching that Sterling did. One of one of Sterling's last stains on the Clippers was just not paying Neil Olshay after he was kind of the orchestrator of the whole early Lob City era. Um, but in retrospect, you know, probably was best for the team, even though Doc yeah. became the GM for a bit. Absolutely. Eventually, eventually, we fell into the front office we have now. And Olshay would have maybe at that time, if, uh, you know, if Bomber knew better not to give Doc all that power, you know, if we would have re-upped Olshay for a long time, probably wouldn't be where we are right now because Olshay clearly doesn't know what he's doing. And um, I would like to thank him for Mo Harkless, though. That was a nice gift that he gave us. 
Thank you, Neil O'Shea. Thank um, you, Neil. In Neil, we trust. <laughs> yeah, in Neil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I have too much else, really. Um, we can go to Twitter questions. Yeah. We only have a few. Um, first from Don John at John Evans 57 Do we think the percentage of PG shots being threes is due to helping fill some of the role of Shamit being out, or is this how we expect them to use him going forward? Uh, I think at least a little bit is him filling Shamit's role. Um, I would expect his threes to go down slightly when Shamit returns, but I mean, he took 10 threes a game last year. So I'd expect him to be used pretty similarly even when Shamit comes back. Yeah, I think I feel kind of this is his role. He's a floor spacer for the starters, especially. He's the you know, he's the off-ball floor spacer. He kind of moves off screens, and he, he's great off the ball. He really appreciated how good George is off the ball and on the ball. Really great bounce passes. I mean, I felt like that was an on-display a bit today. Just really seamless bounce passes off pick-and-rolls uh, to Trez, to Zoo, to just a, a very kind of an underrated passer. Um, good in the pick-and-roll. But, you know, Kawhi isn't the kind of – you know, run run around screens, off-ball shooter that George is. And I think we've kind of seen the way they fit in together is they play off each other a lot. And a lot of that is Paul George just moving away from Kawhi and moving off-ball and off-screens and catching and shooting. I, I like it. I don't mind it at all. I think he's a great shooter. He's been a great shooter this whole season, well, a couple of games aside. So I'm totally fine with it. And it's kind of how they fit together. Yeah. No, I'm I'm perfectly happy with it, and Paul George is, is looking great so far. It's real good. Uh, next question from James at Don's Clips Pats. Why can't Kawhi and PG have good games on the same night? They uh, have had good games. They have. I mean, I think they've mostly been against really bad teams. Yeah, like, the Wizards, the and, Wizards Hawks. and Hawks, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think it'll just come with time. They're still adjusting to one another. Neither of them has played with a star wing before. Um you know, the closest that each of them has been has probably been, you know, Paul George early in his career with Danny Granger before he was a star. And even then, I Danny Granger is already going downhill. Former Clipper. Yeah, former Clipper. And Kawhi, <laughs> I mean, the closest he's played with a true star wing was, um, you know, last year with Pascal Siakam. So. Right. Neither of them has played with a really true superstar wing player before, and that'll take some time getting used to. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it'll happen sooner or later. Yeah, um, they are definitely getting more comfortable together. Yeah. And then the final question from my dad is: Is Lou shooting too much when Kawhi and PG are on the floor? Uh, that's interesting. Um, I haven't necessarily noticed um, specifically when they're on the floor. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. Have you noticed that? I mean, I think he handles the ball a lot. No, I haven't noticed. I I think Kawhi and Paul or George is particularly good about just kind of letting yeah. Lou be Lou. I think I think it would be a big detriment to this team if if Doc made a concerted effort to be like, hey, you know, let's keep the ball in Kawhi and Paul George's hand, especially considering Lou is a is a gifted playmaker himself. I, I think one of my – I think – I'm pretty sure like Shannon Sharp or some idiot on like First Take or one of these one of these shows was getting on Lou Williams for shooting like the last shot against uh, some team where he like hit the three – hit a three-pointer to ice the game. Maybe it was against – one that stretch against either the Celtics or the Rockets or something along those lines. I think maybe the Celtics um, or – I don't know, one of those teams. <laughs> one of those teams yeah. where we came back in the last second. And Lou iced the game. Um, 
I, I think that's a, a huge boon to the team that we you just don't know where it's going to come from. I think in half-court o- offense, you know, it'll more, more or less look a lot like the last possession of that Rockets game. Um, but it's a huge thing to have the Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell pick and roll and to have Kawhi and Paul George waiting to either create off the ball because somebody, somebody maybe tries to cheat or, you know, they just – are open from three or something along those lines. It's, it's a huge boon. It's a huge asset. And I don't think we should be telling Lou to stop being Lou. It's, it's, it's what, why he's on the floor. If we did, then he'd just be a massive liability on defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to have Lou on the floor, it's best to have him with the ball in his hands. Um, yeah. He can space the floor and he's done that with Kawhi and PG. I mean, he's he can. I mean, he's done. He did that a lot in the second quarter today. Mm-hmm. Um, where he was standing in the corner, basically, and they were getting doubled, and they were finding Trez or Zoo, and they were kicking to corners, and or they were just hitting Lou directly from, you know, out of the double. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he can play off the ball, but he's a really good playmaker, and I I haven't really noticed it. I mean, I do think... There will be times where I think PG and Kawhi will assert themselves. Yeah. Um, and Lou will have to take a step back. But I think Lou is fine with that. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that those are the two best players on the team. Yeah. Um, Lou knows that. Uh, and I think if Kawhi or PG is like, you know, we're feeling it, we're going to be taking the shots from now on, mm-hmm. Lou will do his best to get them the ball. Um, so. And Lou and Lou is such one. Lou is just like a natural baller on offense, and I think Doc, he appreciates Doc because Doc has unlocked that and let him play the way he wants to play. So telling Lou to kind of take a back seat, like out loud, feels like one a poor move uh, for every party. And two, Kawhi Leonard picks his spots so meticulously that playing along a guy like Lou Williams, who will just kind of run the show is kind of perfect for him. Like he's a, he's an in-game load manager too, you know? So uh, having Lou Williams compliment Kawhi Leonard offensively where Kawhi can defer if he wants to, you know, is, is a luxury for Kawhi who, as we've already seen, really lights up in the fourth quarter uh, in these regular season games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. That's it for Twitter questions. Um, Do you have anything else you wanted to uh, talk about? No, I think that'll do it for this episode of Law of the John, the podcast. There are a bunch of games, and we were thinking about potting the last couple of games, but we figured that this would be fitting with this Raptors game. Um, and it was. This was a great win, one of the greatest wins of this young Clipper season. Kawhi Leonard has his ring, and hopefully that's the f- – second of many more to come and as always uh leave us a nice review on whatever you listen to us to and for rob you know i'm chapon go clippers